How are you doing on this great Wednesday afternoon? My name is Hayden Joyner, and this is Off the Bench, your top sports talk show here on XLR, Landing University Radio. I'm joined with Chris Fortenberry and Liam Worley on Zoom for our fourth time, or is this the third time? Fourth, I believe. Fourth. Four, yeah. Yeah, well, hopefully it's going to be our last. I think the station's going to be up and running this upcoming Monday. So by Wednesday next week, we should be in the station rocking and rolling in our new setup on the new software, and, uh, and y'all be able to listen. But um, for now, we're on Zoom still, and it's been a crazy week, as it always is. Uh, the NFL Conference Championships wrapped up. Uh, we got our two Super Bowl teams, and if you had told me at the beginning of the year that these two teams would be in the Super Bowl, I probably wouldn't have believed you, um, apart from maybe the Rams, but the Bengals especially. As well, college basketball is picking up. We're a month away from March Madness, and uh, Liam's team's number one in the country. My team, Kentucky's jumped to number five, and Ohio State's ranked. So uh, we'll get some synopsis of that. But uh, first off, guys, how are we doing? Good. How are good. you? I'm doing good. Liam, is the NASCAR race this weekend? Yes, sir. Yeah. What, what, what time is that? Let me, I need a refresher. I think it's pretty late on Sunday evening. So it's a night race at the Coliseum, right? Correct. Wow. All righty. What's, what's the layout of it again? Is it 50 laps or something? No pit stops, just a sprint? Um, I think it's something along those lines. I don't think pit stops are allowed, no. Yeah, um, there's even like they've built really an infield there, but that'll be exciting. Just, you know, it's it's a weird time. Football is wrapping up and we're, we're in a little kind of break in between sports. We got college basketball going. We got uh, the NBA. We'll talk about that at some point this year and when football is all over and done with. But for now, we'll, we'll stick to college basketball. And I know we talked on it a little bit last week, Liam, but, you know, the Auburn Tigers, y'all beat Kentucky. And uh, we've had a few games since then. But y'all are still number one in 18-game win streak. Um, how are you feeling with your team going into the tournament soon? Conference tournaments are starting up. Um, in a few weeks as we round out the regular season? I'm feeling pretty good, man. Uh, our team's staying healthy for the most part. We're, we're doing what we need to be doing. Uh, Missouri uh, last week gave me a little bit of a spook, but since then we've beaten Oklahoma and Alabama handedly, which is a good thing. So, uh, I mean, you know, we got good depth. I'm, I'm thinking as long as all our fellas stay healthy and we keep the right mindset like we've been doing uh, – I think we can, we can go the distance. I believe. You think it's a national championship caliber team? It is. Uh, I'm not necessarily expecting that, but I think uh, I think at this point that's their goal. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'd say it's everybody's goal. I mean, you're riding an 18 game win streak, longest in the country, 21 and one. I'd say pretty undisputed number one overall team. But I think Gonzaga they get a few votes in the AP poll last week. But um, I think y'all have the most impressive resume as of far. Um, but I mean, I'm looking forward. Do we play y'all again in the regular season? I don't. We do not. We, no. I don't. I don't think so because y'all are on the West. But we'll hopefully get you in the SEC tournament potentially and have a rematch with our full squad. You know, we were missing Ty Ty for a lot of that game and Wheeler. Y'all weren't missing Wheeler for the, a lot of that game. He was only sat out like the last two minutes. Ah, well, he. Ah, I guess that's true. But Ty Ty, we missed for a lot of it, and he's like, he's such a fundamental piece for our team. You know. Without him, it's like y'all were able to press so high up and we just couldn't get any penetration and and Brooks or Grady just weren't making shots. It was it was an off one, but y'all got the best of us. But then at least we just went around and smacked Kansas in the face in Allen Fieldhouse. So that made us feel a little bit better. But yeah. I'm I, I mean I would like to lose one game uh before the yeah. SEC tournament. I've always been in that same mindset. Like like lose on purpose just to, you know, set the set the team 
make their minds straight again. No, we don't need to lose on purpose. We need to yeah, be not, beaten like, properly. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you want to get don't lose on purpose, but yeah, get punched in the face just so you can reset yourself. Yeah. Ohio State is a thing or two about getting punched in the face sometimes. Um, Chris? Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> your Buckeyes are uh, number 16 in the country, 13 and 5. <clears throat> you just came off a loss, though, but uh, how are you doing? Well, the two two big losses we had are buzzer beaters. Purdue, we lost two by three yeah. to a last-second three that they that put been, up. Yeah, that's um, tough because that been, been a big win for y'all. Yeah, I mean, I heard that we were we were playing well, and uh, the reason we lost is the – I think they said we didn't score in the first five minutes of the second half. Yeah. So that, that doesn't help, but uh, we kept it close, fought hard. Uh, and they hit a unfortunate great shot at the last, last second. But I think we're, uh, we're still a solid team. Definitely not going to do anything big, big this year. We don't have uh, all the right pieces for it, but we're still a team that could, you know, maybe make it to a sweet 16, which would be nice, but yeah, I'm I mean, looking, I... looking forward to seeing how we, we play. Yeah, I'd take it. I mean, how's the um, – I'm trying to look here, the Big Ten race. Um, y'all aren't – you know, you, you've always had those powerhouses like Purdue, Illinois, Michigan State, Wisconsin for basketball. But Ohio State's kind of been up there the last couple of years. Um, mm-hmm. So you feeling like the Big Ten something you can, you can, you can steal or what? Uh, probably not. I just – I mean, we don't have anybody who's a, who's a superstar. You know, we don't have anyone who's going to go out there. Like, I mean, Liddell's pretty good, but um, – you know, he's not going to win us games by himself. And mm-hmm. uh, we don't really have anybody else who can consistently give him help and uh, help us win games. We'll have guys come up and, you know, like Branham, he's a freshman. He'll come up and score 30 every once in a while, but he doesn't do that consistently. I think he's only averaging 10 points a game. So, yeah, well, hopefully we see you in the tournament. Um, I know Kentucky likes to get some Ohio State and maybe we'll end up playing y'all because that's like not really a rivalry, <laughs> but in football, we're kind of stealing recruits now, but um, also yeah. from Michigan's. But, Liam, I did want to ask yeah. you about um, Bruce Pearl because there's been the rumors, if you've seen circulating about him going to Louisville with their coaching opening co- uh, coming out. And um, he's kind of been in the running, but also he's they've said that, you know, Bruce, Pearl, Bruce Pearl is y'all's guy. He's going to stick in Auburn. So yeah. Yeah. Well, we signed him to an eight year contract this week. So yeah. Huge deal. Yeah, I was about to say, didn't y'all sign him? A- yeah, yeah. Yeah. We signed yeah. him. He's locked. I, I was, I was getting there. I was getting there, but um, how, how do you feel about that? You're, you're glad you're keeping him. I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's uh, since Bruce's came to Auburn, we've had a final four appearance. We've done some good things in the sec where we're now ranked number one for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he did a similar thing at Tennessee. Uh, I'm just hoping, you know, he can keep attracting some of these great recruits we're getting. I mean, we keep putting out some good NBA talent under him. I mean, Chumo, Kiki, uh, Isaac Okoro, Sharif Cooper, Jared Harper, Bryce Brown, those are all guys who have played in the NBA or, or like the top three players in the G League at yeah. one point or another. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, you know, we've got Jabari Smith, who's – undisputably about a top three pick Walker Kessler, Katie Johnson. Those are all guys who are looking to get drafted this upcoming draft too. So uh, I think as long as we keep attracting the talent, those eight years are going to be a dang good eight years. Let's hope there's no allegations again in those eight years. Yeah. Well, well you know, had... <laughs> we only had to sit out one tournament, so that's fine. Hey, if he had gone to Louisville, you're destined to get an allegation on your record at some point. They just seem to attract those kind of problems. Yeah. But, yeah. 
I don't know. Come tournament time, I'd expect to see I'd expect to see Auburn in the final four again. I mean, your number number one team, it's kind of assumed. Um, Kentucky, I'm hoping we get a number one seed. That's kind of what we're vying for at the moment. And our big our, our win against Kansas really helped that because it really bumps our uh, our reputation and our resume. And we went all the way up to from, from number twelve, number five, which was kind of I didn't think that was going to happen. I figured we'd maybe get to seven or eight, but they must have really liked that blow win against Kansas. So we're up to number five and. We're kind of in that contention, but I'd see Kentucky getting like a two or a three S seed by the time we finish this year out. Well, a five seed, you know, nationally is either going to, I mean, it could be a one seed depending on how they do the regions and whatnot. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, at worst, you're going to get a two seed. Well, that's if we don't fall off the face of the cliff, which I mean, our teams, I think, I think we're national championship caliber. If we stay healthy, I think our teams works really well together when we're healthy. We got the veterans and like Grady who are the shooters and, you know, Sheboy is vying for national player of the year. Ty Ty is an SEC freshman of the week pretty much every single week, it seems, this year. Wheeler's a good piece. Um, and, you know, we, we have that talent to be the number one. I mean, we, we could be the top team in the country if we just, you know, didn't get lose a weird game to Louisville and the Notre Dame game, both of which we had injuries plaguing our team. So as long as we stay healthy, I think we have a great shot. And we'll have to wait and see if that's the case because, you know, Wheeler's been knocked around a little bit. Ty Ty's nursing an ankle i mean he only scored like two or three points against kansas we just uh keon brooks luckily had like the game of his life to kind of keep us uh to to lead that have like a star power in that game so keep the injuries off and i think we're, i think we're set to meet auburn in the national championship if we're on the opposite sides of the bracket uh i think that may be a little bit of a stretch i mean there's some <laughs> other teams that have some some sayings about that i mean i'm not confident that we'll get there i mean i think if we get in the final four. I'll be happy regardless if we get to the national championship game, win a national championship final four for me, I would be, I would be satisfied as long as we don't lose like we did last time. What happened for refresh me on last time? Uh, the guy from Virginia traveled with about three seconds left and yeah, he yeah. ended up passing it. The Kyle guy who freaking put it in our mouth right at the buzzer. <laughs> Do you remember that? I can't – did uh, what did Kentucky do in the tournament last year? I can't even remember. No, we didn't make it last year. We didn't make it last year. At least year. you didn't lose in the first round to Oral Roberts. Yeah, that, that definitely <laughs> – we, we, weren't, we weren't the victim of the biggest upset of the tournament. That's always something you should strive not to do. <laughs> yeah. Hey, at least it wasn't like you lost to Purdue, you know. Yeah, but I mean, it was similar to that, unfortunately. It was basically the same. Purdue's actually good this year, so it's, it's, it's easier to lose to Purdue this year, but – I don't know. I'm looking forward to doing our March Madness thing. I'm assuming we'll probably do it the same way we did last year where we each get like three brackets and just, you know, whoever does the best does the best. Yeah. Um, Liam won it last year. And I think a lot of us did. I don't think any of us even came close to guessing a national title game. Right. I think no one got even a contender. Correct. UCLA and Baylor. So I think we, we were all picking like, like I had, like, I think James had like West Virginia in it or something. I, I, think, I think you had Baylor in one of them. Did I? I know at the end, like, we picked – did we pick, like, the winner? I can't remember if we picked, like, after the final four was set or something, but I can't remember. I'll have to go find it. But um, I had freaking Illinois and Michigan going deep. I know, yeah. Yes. Illinois, <laughs> Illinois was a was a popular pick, but they were, like, the number one overall, weren't they, last year? Yeah. Yeah, they were a good team. Yeah, I mean, everyone was counting Illinois. I remember – well, remember that one thing? I, there's a video clip, I think, me and Liam talking about it on Instagram where I had, like, oh, you know, the 19 of the last 20 national championships, champions fall under these, like, seven criteria. You remember that? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it was like, oh, they shoot above this, they commit this many less turnovers, et cetera, et cetera. And none of those teams won 
none of those teams like even made the final four. The only yeah. good team in the whole list was like Michigan and, and, and they lost in like the sweet 16 or something. So that didn't help. Oh, here we go. Um, our March Madness, this was before the tournament. I picked, okay, I picked Michigan to beat Baylor. So I at least got Baylor in, in my finals. Okay. My other picks were Iowa versus Arkansas or Iowa over Arkansas and Oklahoma State over Alabama. I was riding that Cade Cunningham um, train. Um, let's Back. see, Chris, you had Gonzaga over Oklahoma State. You had Ohio State over Texas. You would have loved that one. And yeah. um, Illinois over Gonzaga. And Liam had Illinois over Iowa, Illinois over Michigan, and Gonzaga over Illinois. Liam liked himself some Illinois. <laughs> I think, yeah, I did. I think it's because of this nice orange and blue behind me. It reminds me of yeah. good days. <laughs> Cheer for the orange team, and you won't be disappointed. Yeah, something, but, unless it's Clemson. I at least had – for them. <laughs> what about Florida? Uh, you know, one out of 15 times I can pull for them. What's the what's the one time when they play Bama? Bama or Clemson. Yeah, or Georgia. Depending on the scenario. You cheer for Georgia? Whichever team's worse, I pull for at that <laughs> oh. point. It's gonna be Florida for many years to come. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh well, let's um let's jump into into NFL. We got a ton of stuff to catch up on in this. Tons of news coming out of the NFL. But I mean, first off, conference championships games. The, uh, the Bengals visited the Chiefs and the 49ers visited the Rams for a trip to the Super Bowl. And I mean, I don't think we dis- it disappointed. We had another AFC game, AFC game end on a last second play, last second field goal by Evan McPherson to send the Bengals to the Super Bowl for the first time in what, like 30 something years? They've made two mm-hmm. and lost two in their franchise history. I mean, just this year, it was their first playoff win in over like 30 years. And there was that whole joke where no one's ever sent a legitimate text message saying the Bengals have won a super or a playoff game because text messaging hadn't been invented yet before last time the Bengals made the Super Bowl. So there was that whole meme going on. And who would have thought that year they won their first playoff game in however many years they go all the way to the Super Bowl. So they are facing off there after the defeat of Patrick Mahomes as well, a 20 to 17 victory for the Rams, defeating the 49ers for the first time this year. We always say it's hard to beat a team three times and the Rams pulled it off. Um, Niners might have won if that guy had gotten that pick, but yeah, he had butterfingers. Chris E. Tart. Tart, man. Drops. I mean, it wasn't there was like nine and a half minutes to go. So, you know, they could have gone three and out and given the Rams another shot, but the Rams were able to go down. Yeah, at least at least just crank the time off, give him a better chance. But uh, I know he's that that dream's one of those ones, you know, that that play is one that you just think of when you're staying up late at night and it just keeps you awake at night, you know. It's one of those things. He'll poor dude will think about that for a long time, but give themselves some slack it didn't cost them the game it just would have helped them out a lot but Bengals and rams in the super bowl were set for probably the best helmet matchup ever with the new rams helmets and the Bengals helmets um what do we think i mean first off we'll, we'll go game, game by game like we did last time um chiefs at or uh, Bengals at chiefs mahomes fell what, what was what are we thinking of that game we watch what, what was your overall reactions um well, you know, I saw a stat the other day. Yeah. It was yesterday. Mahomes' quarterback rating in the first half was a 98.0, and in the second half, it was a 1.8. So I would say Bengals' defense definitely stepped up in the uh, second half and uh, rode that Joe Burrow confidence and momentum the whole way through to the end. And uh, I don't know. I think really the, the momentum switch – when uh, Eli Apple made that tackle on Tyree Kill yeah. before uh, before the 
first half ended, that last play, um, that kind of just changed. It seems like that set the tone for the whole second half. Like, the Bengals defense stepped up. Uh, Chiefs only scored three points in the second half total. And, uh, and, and Burrow just came uh, climbing on back. And uh, that team just took over, and uh, they ended up getting the wins. So I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, I'd say that play at the end of the half, I mean, that was a huge momentum swinger. I mean, for one, I mean, you, you can go in the analysis of, like, what were they doing? I mean, the previous play, Mahomes had that play. It was kind of like to the left. He just ended up throwing it in the dirt because, you know, he didn't want to waste too much time. And then Andy Reid, what I, what I heard was that Andy Reid wanted to just kick the field goal then and there with five seconds left on third and goal or whatever it was. But Mahomes mm-hmm. was like, give me one more play. Mahomes wanted an, an extra tra- chance. And he knew, you know, if there's nothing there, throw it into the dirt. But – I mean, we fail to forget Mahomes is only in like his third or fourth season or like fourth season, I think. So he's not the super experienced guy, you know, like Brady is where he's going to make the smart decision every single time. So, you know, five seconds left, you have to throw the ball into the end zone immediately or throw into the dirt. There's no other options. And of course he checks it to the left Tyree kill. And at this point you're like, Hey, receiver, you have to make it three yards. And there's guaranteed probably at least two or three guys right in front of you who are trying to tackle you. One of which being Eli Apple, the internet's least favorite person, (laughs) <laughs> over the last week, but they make the tackle and it's a huge play and, you know, it's inbound there and it was already like zeros on the clock anyway. So they got no opportunity to even kick a field goal and they kept the score at what was it? 21, 10 or 21, three at the time. I can't remember what the halftime. 21, score was. three or 10. It was 10. It was 10. I think they got a Jamar chase touchdown before. Yeah. But, yeah. But it was only with like a minute left. There yeah. was like a minute and two left or something. And it was 21, three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but that, I mean, because if, if the Chiefs score a touchdown there and you're going up 28 to 10 at halftime, I mean, that's kind of like for the Bengals, it's like, wow, you know, are we ever going to stop them? They're able to score right at the end after we finally got a point, finally got a touchdown to kind of counter and, and dig into this lead. They were able to just walk down the field and get another touchdown and just make it enough, make it meaningless from what we just did. So it was a huge play for them, huge momentum swing. And then in the second half, you know, the defense – played awesome the scheming the halftime adjustments were great i mean it was kind of a below average or a bel- under the radar kind of thing but the Bengals have been great at halftime adjustments all year um i saw a bunch of i saw a bunch of things i saw a thing on reddit where it showed like all the kind of adjustments and lists and it's just spectacular what zach taylor and that in that squad have done but basically from what i was kind of hearing was they started just rushing three and just kind of dropping back and it meant the chiefs really couldn't do a lot of the underneath or the over the top stuff. They just didn't adjust to it very well. And so that's why Mahomes was scrambling so much in the second half. Cause that three man rush would eventually kind of get through and then maybe blitz a guy off the side and Mahomes was just running for his life back there. And it was very adamant, especially on that last drive when they were trying to like get a touchdown to win or a field goal to tie and send it overtime. And they were on like the, like the six or something. And then they had two straight sacks because Mahomes just couldn't find a person open in that end zone you know it's just all compressed and when you're dropping back eight guys it's like you're not going to have a guy open unless something crazy happens so it worked really well for them and props to the Bengals for that and I remember I was watching with my roommates and I just couldn't believe that the Bengals were actually in the Super Bowl I mean that's just Hmm. it's it's unbelievable to me that the Bengals like you know they're a bottom four team in the NFL historically like it's always like oh the Bengals the Jaguars the, the Texans and the Lions and the and like the in Washington, like those are always the worst teams. And the Bengals were able to escape that and make a Super Bowl. It's crazy. Well, yeah. uh, your our good buddy Jameson still talking lots of crap about the goat. Yeah. Did yeah. he say something? Oh yeah, he yeah. said he sucks. When? 
He still says it the other day, yesterday. Yeah, Chris oh, and I were talking to him Tuesday uh, in between our uh, 9.30 and 11 o'clock classes, and Jameson was having a little bit little bit of a hard time believing that Joe Burrow is still the real deal, even though he's 3-0 and in the playoffs and is pushing hella peak. Is more yeah, wins than Deshaun Watson. Oh my gosh! I I texted him after the game. I was like, I was like, yo, how about Joe Burrow? I was like, how about that? And he didn't text me back at all. So, <laughs> whack. Um, but I don't know, whack a little bit, a little salty, I'd say. But um, he's yeah, he just... said Patrick Mahomes threw the game. That's what he said. Burrow right. didn't win it. Mahomes threw it. How do you throw the game away? I guess with the interception in overtime. But even then, it's like Burrow came back. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I don't know. But did Josh Allen throw the game away against the Chiefs? I don't know. <laughs> but, um, no. Uh, excuses, excuses. Man, if he had a TikTok yeah. account, he'd be wee hooping, or that other dude. <laughs> Y'all know who wee hooping is? No idea. Mm-mm. He's this Ravens fan on TikTok who like he's probably he's got to be like sixteen or seventeen, and he basically like screams and cries when they lose and stuff. And it's kind of like all ironic, but in the playoffs, since the Ravens didn't make it, he's kind of like faked that the Ravens are in the playoffs and he'll be like when you lose on a last second field goal and act all sad and then show highlights of like Lamar Jackson throwing a pick and it's a pic it's a video of like Mac Jones throwing a pick or something stupid and he's just <laughs> yeah. like he's just like a troll but everyone kind of like goes crazy about him and the NFL have literally referenced him on like tweets and stuff it's kind of weird but that's who Jameson I believe will be but I don't even know <laughs> um we gotta, we gotta get him on, on an interview on here for the Super Bowl I swear I need to text he's him he's not gonna do it like come no. on I mean, it would have been great if, while we're on Zoom. You could just pull up, but I'm like, dude, stop by the station four to six on uh, next weekend and uh, and give us your Super Bowl preview. I'd love to see, hear him say that the Rams are going to win 38 to nothing. That's but, what he's basically said to us that Rams are going to blow out the Bengals. Well, he probably said the Chiefs are going to blow out the Bengals too. I bet. I mean, yeah. that's, well, I mean that's what a lot of people were saying that was going to happen. There was going to be two touchdowns, but oh boy, oh boy. At least his well, he was a Texans fan, but I think he changed teams this year. I remember I asked him at the beginning of the season. Because Deshaun Watson's not playing, so he's not cheering for the Texans anymore, whatever loyalty means. But I know a lot of Clemson fans have kind of transitioned to being Cardinals fans at this point in time. I feel they would have gone to the Jaguars. No, 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 no. They they don't like <laughs> the Jaguars. Well, let's say you <laughs> not were with true Urban Texans. Oh, yeah. true. And let's say you were a true Texans fan. You know, you couldn't like the Jaguars because they're the same division. And since DeAndre uh, Hopkins yeah. is probably considered the best Clemson player in the NFL at the moment, they all went over to Arizona since Kyler Murray shows promise. And they got a they got JJ Watt on defense and whatnot. Mm. Oh so. yeah, it's a it's a Texans connection, I guess. I see that. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. Well, how about switching it to the the NFC side? Maybe the less the less fun matchup, but Matthew Stafford and the Rams, twenty to seventeen victory of the Niners. They head to the Super Bowl for the second time in four years, I guess, however long it's been. Um, what do we what do, what do, what do we think of this game? Kind of same situation, synopsis. What, we, what are we feeling about this one? Did we watch it? I mean, it was really just anybody's game. Uh, it came down to a, a field goal win, which is the last, what, bunch of them has been that way. This yeah, goal, it's like six of the last wins. seven have come down to a yeah. yeah, and both of them are just such gritty teams. Like, they both have pretty good defenses. You know, their offenses, you know, are hit and miss occasionally. Um, I would say the Rams had the uh, – probably the, the – just the tier above them in the offense with Cooper Cup and uh, Stafford's probably a little bit better quarterback than Jimmy G. 
but um i mean overall it was it was we knew i knew it was gonna be a good game i mean it's been a good game uh all year with those two teams and uh you know, I kind of figured the Rams would win because it's so hard to beat a team twice, let alone three times. So, especially, um, yeah, division rival too. It's yeah, know. yeah. And I, I mean, Jimmy G got off to a hot start, and I thought, all right, this when they were up seventeen seven, I thought mm, it's gonna be tough for the Rams to come back, but mm-hmm. uh, they 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 did it, and uh, they're uh, they wanted. I see Aaron Donald had that big speech with his defense and his players, and that obviously put some fire under them, and they ended up coming back and getting the win. So. I mean, it just shows that, you know, these teams are – they really want it. And I think the Rams just ended up playing a little bit better, wanting a little bit more, and they uh, they got the win. Yeah, I agree. I mean, definitely I think these teams were mostly carried by their defense for this game, uh, even though Jimmy G at the end there just lost all of his composure and kind of started just throwing awry mm-hmm. and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, uh I definitely think uh, L.A.'s defense stepped up, like you said, with Aaron Donald being able to talk to his guys and rallying the troops, not to mention that Von Miller's a pretty outspoken guy when it comes to being a good leader and stuff, too. And, heck, even Jalen Ramsey's a decent leader with his secondary. So, uh, you know, I think all of those things happening and Jimmy G kind of fumbling around uh, – I think those things gave the Rams the upper hand, and hopefully it doesn't do the same, but it might. Yeah. This one was just – I mean, this game, I kind of knew it was going to be like this gritty game because the way the 49ers have played all the postseason. I mean, number one offense in Dallas, they they held to, you know, I can't – what was it, 21 points or something? 20 17. points. 17 to 23 was the score, I think. I think yeah. so. Yeah, they held them to 17 points. You held Green Bay – to like 10 or whatever that mess mm-hmm. of a game was. Then you hold LA to only 20, which it still wasn't enough. But I mean, it was 17-7 for a while. And then, you know, 13 unanswered points by LA in the second half to to close out that game. You know, the defense for San Francisco did its job. It's just the offense never could really keep up. And like you said at the end, Jimmy G did kind of lose his composure, whatever that one play was. He was trying to be Patrick Mahomes do a little flip pass to, <laughs> to um, I don't even know who that was, uh, the, the, the was- running back or something. Haste was it Hasty or Mitchell? Um, it wasn't Mitchell. It had to be Hasty. Had to be yeah, it's Michael Hasty. Just you know, flipped that and then threw it five yards over his head, and then the interception happened, and you know, just just fall on it, end the game there. So I don't know. It's probably the last we see of Jimmy G in San Francisco. That was probably his last play as a 49er. But you know, I. The 49ers, everyone was kind of picking. I think, I think at the pregame, like like four of the six analysts picked the 49ers to win. And I kind of understand, you know, they've they've had this this awesome run so far in the playoffs and they were gonna do good, but I don't know. I had a feeling for the Rams. They're the ones I got they're the one team I got right. And you know, like we all say, it's tough to beat a team three times. And Matthew Stafford, he was excellent. Uh two touchdowns, 337 yards, had an interception. But, um, you know, he still did great. And it was mostly a passing game. The rushing attack didn't do very well. Cam Akers only averaged 3.7 yards per carry. And that's after he averaged like two against the Buccaneers last week. So it's kind of been on Stafford's arm. And he stepped up in the big moments. Um, you, I don't know if people would have thought that, given his, like, his first real playoff run. He only had that one playoff game with the Lions back in 2014. And now it's his first real run. And he's taking the he's taking this team all the way to the um, – the Super Bowl so I, I'm cheering for them in the Super Bowl I don't know who I'm going to pick to win we'll do those picks next week but I mean I see positives on both sides of this of the Super Bowl with the Rams and the Bengals on who I'm going to cheer for and 
for the first time, I, I was thinking about, thinking about this the other day, for the first time in like five, six years, I don't care who wins the Super Bowl. Like every year I've cheered, oh, I want to cheer for the underdog team because the Chiefs are in it, or I want to cheer against Brady at all costs, you know, but but now I, I could I could care less who wins this one. I care very much so that the Bengals win. <laughs> I really want that to happen. <laughs> I am also pour, pulling for the for the Joe Burrows. Here's my thing. <laughs> if Jared Goff was the quarterback of the Rams, I'd cheer for the Bengals wholeheartedly 100%. The only really reason I want the Rams to win is, is because I want Matt Stafford to get a ring. You know? No, no chance. What's wrong, what's wrong with Matt Stafford? I feel like he's deserving, dog. I think if you have to put up with the Lions organization for a decade, I think you're pretty well deserving. The thing Megatron is, he, had, he was carried rank. so long by Megatron. Yeah, he was carried by him. The only reason Matthew Stafford is looked at as a halfway decent quarterback is because for his whole career, all he did was throw it up to 81. That's it. Well, I mean, he he, throw he it led, up to he, a in, his, in his first year of the team, he led the team all the way up to the Super Bowl. I think, that that's, was the I think that's saying something. If, if the Niners scored a single touchdown, he loses that game. Yeah, but all he had all, to do was get it 24. But he had also blown out the, the Cardinals in the wild card round. He he. If it wasn't for Brady being the Brady, the Cardinals were blo- injured. Okay, if it wasn't for Brady being Brady, he would have blown out the Buccaneers as well. They were up the twenty-eight were to three. Well. The what? Let's be fair. So the let's Bucks say if Robert they didn't have Godwin. Yeah, you facts. can't put that excuse on everything. But I do. I do Matthew understand. Matthew Stafford it. had a very easy playoff run and relied so hard on the defense and Cooper Cup. Once again, yeah. bailed out by a good receiver. Well, someone's going to throw it to Cooper Cup, right? Jared Goff could do that. Jared yeah. Goff won four times in freaking Detroit this year. What did what did Stafford do last year? He didn't win four times. And arguably, Goff has worse players this year than exactly. Stafford had last year. But the Rams I mean, had the Rams had such a weird – I mean, you know what their, what their ra- victories were. The Rams right? have four receivers that are capable of starting – and they have depth at running back with three guys that are capable of starting. Granted, not all of them are healthy in both positions, but that's true. It's at some point in the season, he's had at least three receivers he can throw to, plus Higby, and then he also has uh, three running backs to go to, even though Henderson is currently injured. Well, well, then you see, look what happens when you put weapons around a good quarterback. Stuff happens. It's that's no, what he an has average quarterback. He's an average quarterback because he's bailed out by they went out and got Odell Beckham Jr., Vaughn Miller, and just because they knew Stafford couldn't get the job done by that's himself. That's not they true. Had to give, yes, it is. They had to go after those players because they knew they couldn't make a run solely off Stafford. They had to. Yes. I'm I'm in I'm 100 in agreement with Chris. I'm always on the mindset of a team's going to stack their team, or because stacking your team's the way to win. It doesn't. It's not like you're like, oh, we have a great quarterback. Let's make it. Let's make it known he's good by making. Did the Buccaneers go after anybody when Godwin went down? I could. I don't know, but they they felt good with with AB and um and Mike Evans. AB left. Did, well, yeah, then AB <laughs> did a thing you wouldn't expect him to do, and then it's like, oh, well, what? what do you do? Well, the trade. I would expect him to do something crazy. I don't know. The trade deadline had passed. It's like, what are you going to do at that point? I don't know. Yeah, I guess, I don't know, go after a guy sitting on a free agent market or something. I mean, if he was still with Bill Belichick, they walked to the local supermarket and pick up the first white dude they saw at the counter, and he'd be the, there you go. the best wide receiver on earth. But, I mean, yeah, but, I mean, if you're willing to pick up AB, pick up freaking Des Bryant, or if you're feeling real gutsy, go out Terrell there and pick up and... T.O. Yes, sir. <laughs> I don't know if T.O. <laughs> That would have been T.O. is in great shape. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. How old is T.O. now? Is he, he is, I know he's up in 40, his 40s. But... 41, 42, something like that. 
I mean, Bray's older than that, so I mean, but you imagine you imagine Tio facing up. I I would believe it if he could run a four or five, but maybe even a four four. What do we? Okay, how about this? Since you don't you don't agree that Stafford deserves a ring, what about Odell? Do you think Odell deserves a ring? No chance. No, even worse. <laughs> yeah, none of those. The only player I would say on that team that deserves it would be Cooper Cup. What about Aaron Donald? And Aaron Donald. No. Why not? I don't Aaron really Donald? like Aaron Donald. I don't best like him either. Defensive but player of our generation yeah, doesn't get a ring. He's been the best defensive player for a few years. I mean, I think a guy that good deserves a ring at some point in time. Why does, I mean, what, is, what, what, what does Cooper players, Cup deserve one? Because he's of a his story. God. Yeah, Did yeah, you he, hear he his has, story? Yeah, he, I, I, I know his story. I know his story. But, like, he, he has this great season. But beforehand, he's done decent seasons, too. And I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. I'm just trying to make the argument. It's not like he's a generational talent that's never won. It's not like he's Larry Fitzgerald, you know, been a great receiver for his whole career and just never gotten lucky enough to get a ring. He's Cooper Cup. I don't see no, why he deserves it more than Stafford. Who doesn't? Everybody on the Bengals deserves to get a ring over the Rams. <laughs> That's what I mean. Everybody. Look, me personally, I'd be happy if Stafford got it. I'd love to see Stafford win this, win the trophy. I, Burrow has a whole career ahead of him. I think he, he'll maybe, you know, the AFC is tough, but I feel like, you know, with this run, they might make another run sometime. Who knows? I'm not saying there's going to be a dynasty, and Super Bowls are, you know, a once-in-a-lifetime thing. I mean, Rodgers only made one his entire career, but – the Bengals could be back. He has a whole lifetime to do that. Stafford's limited, you know, and I'd love to see him get it, but I'd be happy with either team getting it, either team winning. It'd be fun. You get sacked as many times as Burrow has this year, and you deserve a ring. Who's the sack leader? Is it? It's not him, is it? It's always like Russell. Well, he got sacked nine times against Tennessee, so that surely didn't help. Facts. Let's see. Most sacked quarterbacks in 20. 20- 21 oh well you look well would you is it 20 would this season be 2021 or 2022 this would be 2021 yep I, it is burrow okay <laughs> yep he deserves it give him the ring russell wilson's not first for once he's all the way down like halfway back where's dak on this he got sacked a ton of times ah where's the number where's the number sacked that only got sacked 29 times it's been a wild burrow got sacked 51 times yeah okay Okay, I'll give you that, but anyway. Hey, you want to know something crazy? What you got? The Bengals have been to the Super Bowl two times in their history. Do you know the team they lost to both times? Like not counting this year, obviously, two previous times. Um, They've lost the same team both times? Yes. Was it the Rams? No, I'll give you a hint. (laughs) It was in the years 81 and 88. Yeah, I know um, it wasn't the Cowboys. Um, Mm Mm-mm. Because we we didn't win in eighty one. Um, it's funny because it almost happened again. Was it the Niners? Yep. Yeah. That's wild. Well, history. I mean, history repeats. What did I? Didn't I send something in the group chat of like two the two like Rams and Bengals or something? And that's what ended up happening. Like the Bengals were undefeated in AFC Championships, and the Rams were like undefeated in some I think other so. situation. Like that. I was like, well, history's on the side of this pick, which. Funny enough, we had our game picks and none of us got it right, even though we guessed four of three of the four possible combinations. We all three got at least one wrong in, in some aspect it's of the other. Okay. But, oh, well. But we're going to head into a quick break. And when we get back, we got some more talks Super Bowl, Tom Brady's retirement, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's future, and some other topics as well. So t- stay tuned for that. If you're not following us on social media already, please follow us there at Off the Bench XLR. We are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. 
TikTok and YouTube, primarily Instagram. So check us out there at Off the Bench XLR. You can see video clips from the show, quotes, game picks, and more. So check us out there again. That is at Off the Bench XLR. Listen to this one song, and we'll be back after the break. And we are back here on Off the Bench. My name is Hen Joyner, joined with Chris Fortenberry and Liam Worley. Just talked about the AFC and NFC championships, Rams versus Bengals in the Super Bowl. And we'll get into our preview and our predictions next week on the show, Wednesdays from four to six. But I want to start this, this segment, guys, with uh, the Washington, the team out of Washington, the Washington Commanders, as they have now known. They announced today, earlier today, um, their new name, the new, new uniform logo and all that fun stuff. But I mean, it had been leaked the night before, and honestly, like the past weeks, there have been leaks coming out of the um, the logos and the names and all that. Did you see that one where they had like a, a TV helicopter like peering into the stadium and saw like the team stores rebranding and stuff? Are you serious? Yeah, there was like a video, like it was like a Washington news outlet. They had a helicopter and they zoomed into like the Washington their stadium, and in, you could see in through like glass windows their team store, and they already had like Washington Commanders like like banners up and stuff, and they could tell. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why are we, is this really this big a deal where we have to, you know, send like a huge spy helicopter up just to, to figure out what their name is, even though it had already been leaked and the logo has been leaked like weeks before, but I don't know. What do we think of the Washington commanders going from the Redskins to the football team to the commanders? This is now like their official identity for, I guess, the, the, the long term. Much better than the football team. Yeah, I'm in agreement. I think uh, I think they had to go with something other than the football team. I think it was good for the time being, but they yeah. definitely needed to move on with a new name. I mean, I'll say for one, I was kind of, I was kind of liking the uh, the football team. It, it reminded me of like uh like 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 a soccer team, like their kind of branding. But I guess that's not really the place in the NFL for it. But I kind of, I just kind of liked that look. Um, Should they have been Washington FC? See, I would have loved that. I think it's it's great. Washington no. football. No, we football. cannot confuse the greater football with American <laughs> football. That would be sacrilegious. I've started naming my I've started naming my um my fantasy football teams like that. I name them like soccer clubs now. Whack. I've had I've had Greenwood Greenwood FC and Forward Forward Charlotte have been my teams. I have like BC Charlotte oh, yeah. or something as my basketball team in fantasy like basketball club Charlotte. Like, I, I don't know. I, those kind of names appeal to me. I will say that the low or the, the name, the name's fine. Commanders is, you know, from the other lists of names they have. Um, I think they had that big leak or not leak, but articles out before where um, their names, they had um, Armada, Brigade, Commanders, Defenders, Presidents, Red Hogs, Red Wolves. And then of course, sticking with uh, the football team as their name. Um I feel like Commanders was a, a decent one out of that mix. I would have thought something cool. I feel like Brigade or Armada would have been cool. It's you don't see a lot of those in the NFL where it's like it's not like a plural name. Is that kind of well? It sense? is plural. Well, it's plural, it but it's not like on. yeah, it's not like a mascot. It's like you know, um, like like the Miami Heat. It's kind of like that where it's just like a yeah. thing. It's like a thing rather than like a person or an animal, right? Or like the Seattle the Seattle Kraken, the new um, the new NHL hockey team. team. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the defenders would have been a good good name, especially when they're playing at home. You know, they can yeah. defend the home turf, which is in the nation's capital. 
I think they could have done something and ran with that. Commanders, it's like what Fat McAfee's been saying. You know, they're gonna just be called the commies. Yeah. Yeah. There's um. It was also funny they they announced like their official like hashtag. You know, like how teams have like their own hashtags and stuff. Their hashtag is take command. You know, makes sense. But that's the, fair. But if you remember, you remember the AAF was a few years ago. Yeah. The Alliance of American Football. Well, they had a team called the San Antonio Commanders on it mm. and um their motto was take command <laughs> that's copy, copying right? the exact same it's the exact same and who knows what they meant to do that i mean i guess commanders take command it's kind of you know it kind of flows naturally it's what you'd probably first think of but rule of thumb is whatever you think of first someone else has also thought of first so you got to think a little outside the box but i don't know Red definitely Wolf- should have went with either brigade or admirals i think that would have that been better well red wolves is like one of the most popular ones online i've seen on twitter so what, what, what did we think of Red Wolves? Would that have been a good name? I know that there's like a, like there's like a minor league team or something in Washington where they had no. the same name and they had like an issue with that. But I think that's a good I mascot. Think, as I think a it would have been offensive name. to the the Wolves, though. I don't think the Wolves would have appreciated that. <laughs> I think I, I, it's it's going to be. It might have been. It's probably just as weird as when they changed the football team a few years ago, and especially since they're in our division, we have to play. We've now play the Commanders twice a year for the Cowboys, but. I don't know. Commanders is just weird to say, but I'm sure it'll grow on us, but I don't know. It's so weird with Washington because it's like a new name, whereas the NFL, maybe you get a new a new logo or you switch cities or you change uniforms over the last couple of years. It's kind of been the case, but this is the first time we really had like a team change its name. So yeah, it's kind of odd. There, there is a ton of other rebrands. There's a, a good buddy of mine who does design. He had like the Washington Senators and they changed their color palette to like red, baby blue, and white kind of like old miss but like it was with the um as a tribute to like the washington dc flag and like their city branding and that looked really cool but they obviously weren't going to change their color branding or anything they were going to stick with the burgundy and gold which they did which i like those colors yeah i don't think it's bad but what do we think of the um the uniforms i know y'all have seen pictures of it i don't know if you have anything pulled up but they obviously have like the burgundy and, and yellow home jersey and they have white and they have a black alternate which is kind of odd they went with full black with mm-hmm. the numbers on the side of the helmet and then they have like a kind of oregon ducks like just logo in the center of their forehead i know the ducks have it on the back but the football team is on the front it's really weird but i don't know I don't, I don't know about the uniforms if i'm feeling them right now or not i think they're all right yeah they're not too bad i think they did i don't really like the black ones i don't like the color scheme that they they like did, the I think Steelers. they could have done a better job. Especially with, like, the weird, like, the numbers on the side and, yeah. I don't know, like, the alternate kind of helmet design. It looks like the too much like the Steelers. And what, and what what knocks me is that it seems like they changed the font on, like, every single – maybe the font's the same, but, like, it's just laid out differently. Like, like, like on the, the one I'm looking at, they have, like, a Terry McLaurin red jersey, and it's, like, a 17. It's, like, really blocky. And then the 99 mm-hmm. on the white jersey is like really curved, kind of like the Rams new, um, or the Rams or the Bengals lettering. And then yeah. for the black jerseys, it's that curviness, but it's like stenciled where there's like a line down the middle, like you spray painted it. And I'm like, make your mm-hmm. minds up. And then the red one, it has like, a, or the white one has like a weird red to white gradient on the numbers. And it has like a white kind of halftone pattern on it. And then the shoulders look like they're straight out of Florida State. I, I don't mm-hmm. understand what they were trying to do here, but... I, I think uh, it's a it's a good start, and uh, hopefully within the next few years they're able to make some changes and get some new ones. I'd like to think they'd change it in a few years, you know. Yeah. 
it's not too late to change. I think the helmets are great. I think the satin, like metallic look is great. The kind of matte colored look. I think the helmets look dope, but the rest of the uniform, yeah. I think looks too XFL-ish and they just need to uh, maybe change a little bit, but man, it's going to be yeah. weird seeing, seeing the commanders and the new, and not even to start with the new logo, just the W with line through it instead of like a, a full W, like, come on, you, you had two years to do this, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. It seems like a weak a weak attempt to me, but maybe maybe it will grow on me like the football team did. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. But uh, to get into actual NFL news, um, besides the Super Bowl and those headlines and the championship games coming out, Tom Brady officially retired. Craziness. I mean, first off, he retired, and then it was ruled that that was a false report by Adam Scheffner and all those guys, and he actually hadn't retired. And then like two days later, he announced, I think it was yesterday that he's actually retiring via an Instagram post. What was, I mean, it was weird. It was kind of like his retirement got ruined almost. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. For a slightly. Like, and like when I, Oh, you go Liam. And it's kind of on him. Like, I feel like, like, I feel like he deserved a proper farewell tour to like, you know, yeah. Yeah tell everybody goodbye, give all the fans a proper, you know, saying goodbye, a final send off and whatnot. And, you know, he kind of lost. And then we kind of, you know, talked about it last week, how we would, we kind of felt like he would, but it's Mm -hmm. kind of sad now that it's actually happening and over. Yeah. But it was like the whole report came out with Adam Sheffner, like, Oh, a bunch of rumors are saying, you know, or sources are telling me that he's retiring. And I remember when I saw that, I was like, did, did he not say it himself? You're just going off of sources? Why are we reporting this right now? But it came out, and then literally in seconds, every major news outlet is already posting graphics that Tom Brady retired. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. And then literally like an hour later, his attorney came out and was like, um, Tom hasn't officially said anything. Your sources are, are kind of speaking out of nowhere. But it kind of made it to where his announcement yesterday, it was just like, oh, now it's official. Like, it didn't even shock me at all. I was more yeah. shocked the first time. I was like, oh, he's retiring? Like, he, or he's not retiring, but he's most likely going to? Like, oh, okay. But then the second time when he officially came out, I was just kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to be 100% here. I don't buy it. I don't think this oh, guy wow. will stay out of football for, for long. I think he's too <laughs> much of a competitor to not want to come back and win. And he can't sit here and tell us that he's not good enough to come back and play. But he just led the league in yards, touchdowns attempts I and mean, he just he had a career year well it's, yeah you tell me this guy's not going to come back i i i mean i mean you said the same thing about andrew luck who knows yeah, that's different <laughs> he's doing it because of the injuries he faced in his career brady's doing it for i don't even know what reason i the dude's still playing at a high level well yeah it's it's crazy it's like tom brady retired in his prime at 44 yeah. or however old 45 whatever he's like 44 i think it's like he retired in his prime. He led the league in yards and touchdowns, and he had the team in the divisional round for the second straight year coming off a Super Bowl victory the previous year. You wouldn't think this is kind of retirement time. It's just Tom – I don't know how Tom Brady does it. It's kind of skewed our expectations of what a quarterback can be, but, you know, you see Ben Roethlisberger fall off a cliff just a few years ago, and it's like obviously like, oh, it's, it's retirement time. Same with Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers. They were good for so long, and then they just kind of take a dip, and it's like, oh, you know, their time's running out. But Tom Brady's never had that dip. I don't. I don't get it. If you know the same kind of things like with LeBron, like yeah, you'd expect LeBron to have a dip now that he's like in his upper thirties in basketball, but it just doesn't happen. It's like when are you gonna when are you gonna let up? 
and Tom Brady picked this year, you know, he wants to spend time with his family and all that. I get it. But I'm kind of with you, Chris. If he decided to just make a video with Gronk of them sipping martinis on the beach and them saying we're coming back for another year, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I would not be surprised. I also wouldn't be surprised if Gronk announced his retirement two days from now. That wouldn't surprise me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, easy. I wouldn't be surprised. And I think what Liam said is a good point. I feel like Brady's the type to be like, hey, this is my last year, this upcoming season. And then it's like you get your farewell tour. You get to run a lap around the Tampa Bay field. Maybe you play the 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 Patriots in the season and you get to have a little farewell at, at Gillette, you know, or in the playoffs, whatever. But he's not going to get that. People on the Rams, uh, the Rams-Buccaneers game in Tampa, they didn't know it was Tom Brady's last game ever. Mike Evans – caught Tom Brady's last ever Super Bowl or last ever touchdown pass and he threw it into the stands never to see it again. So <laughs> nobody knew that it was his last season. I mean we all kind of expected yeah. it, but we've all kind of expected that for the last five years, it seems. So it didn't come out of nowhere, but it also came out of nowhere. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't buy it. <laughs> well 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 for hypothetically if he is gone, what are we thinking for the league now? I mean it's kind of been been Tom Brady has been the man to beat for so long. And now, you know, Mahomes has kind of taken that reign, but Mahomes has been to four straight AFC championships and only has one Super Bowl to show for it. So, granted, two of those title runs have been stopped by Tom Brady. And <laughs> one was stopped I by think... Joe Burrow and one was ending in a Super Bowl. But what do we? How, how is this league going to be run the next couple of years? I kind of think it'll be along ones, like instead of just picking one face for the NFL, kind of like what Tom Brady has, you know, yeah. marketing-wise and business-wise, they'll kind of go with several guys, especially if Joe can do it this year. You can throw in Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, you know, Justin Herbert, another fellow if you want to. I mean, you can you can do a lot of things, especially with the quarterbacks. And, I mean, Aaron Rodgers hasn't hung up his shoes yet, so he could always, you know, come back and be like, yeah, I'm – I'm going to try to do something crazy, you know, in the last two or three years since kind of all of his older counterparts have left in the past two or three years with Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, Rivers, Breeze. I mean, all those guys were kind of, you know, the legends of our generation and they're all gone. Yeah. And then not even to aside mention from him. Yeah. And not even to mention, you know, Eli Manning retired in 2020. I feel like people forget yeah, about that one because I do he was kind of benched behind Daniel Jones, but then he retired and, you backtrack a little bit more. You had Peyton Manning back in, I think, 2015, I think, yeah. 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Brady's, you know, him and Roethlisberger are gone. And then you argue who's left. I don't even know if you consider Aaron Rodgers in that generation, really. But I kind of do. He's kind of like yeah. halfway in, halfway out. I, I kind of see Rodgers with like Russell Wilson, but I think Russell Wilson's still a lot younger than Rodgers. Yeah. It's kind of, there's not really a limbo, but now it's like, we have so many young quarterbacks playing at a high level. It's like, we have a great future. And of course it's all in the AFC. The only like young quote quarterback you could say it's in the NFC as I guess, Kyler Dak. I don't really say what Dak is like a young quarterback anymore. Cause he's in his, yeah. he's entering his seventh year. Jalen hurts, but not Jalen. Really. Jalen hurts is young. Yeah. You could, you could say him, but he's not really, he like, doesn't qualify as one of those guys that we're necessarily looking forward to playing. Don't Justin say it, Fields. you idiot. You make the argument like, well, oh, people put Justin Herbert in the conversation, and he hasn't even been to the playoffs, but Jalen Hurts has. But it's like, yeah, can, but you, you can see that Justin Herbert's Herbert's so much more fun to watch, and he's so like just more dynamic than what Hurts has been. 
See, what's crazy He's is way you, better of a passer. Well, with Tom, well, I saw this the other day, you know, with Tom Brady leaving and now Roethlisberger is gone and Aaron Rodgers, there's rumors of him leaving Green Bay and maybe going to the Broncos or the Steelers. That's the AFC. Russell Wilson could leave or get traded soon because there was that whole animosity a few years ago as well. He could leave. Well, he and, wants to. Yeah. If that if, if Rodgers and Russell left for the AFC for a team, right, who's the best quarterback in the NFC? Like, the NFC is going to go from the dominant conference. I mean, for the past couple of years, it's been like the AFC or the NFC has been the dominant conference. But now the AFC is kind of taking over again with all these young quarterbacks. But who would be even the top quarterback in the NFC if, if Rodgers and, and Wilson left? I guess you have to say Stafford. It's Stafford or Dak or Kyler. That's it, right? Kirk Cousins, maybe. No. I, well, it's crazy if Kirk Cousins is top four in a conference. There's probably something wrong with that conference. Mm-hmm. But – I mean, that's the reality. And then at that point, it's like, hey, Dak, if you don't want a Super Bowl, it's on you, buddy. Or like, hey, Kyler, if you don't want a Super Bowl, it's literally like you're only facing other copies of yourself. You're not facing anybody that's arguably super talented, superstar better than you. And then the AFC is just going to be an absolute dogfight of a conference to even get through. Yeah. That's going to be crazy. To hit back on the – when Brady going out, I think – it's funny. It's always like when the, the guy who reigns supreme goes out, a new guy just takes over, takes the reins. I mean, you had Bradshaw was like the guy in the 70s. Montana was the guy in the 80s. Mm-hmm. I guess what, Steve Young maybe in the 90s? And somebody, and yeah, somebody, Troy, Troy Aikman. Aikman. Yeah. yeah, Troy Aikman. And, and then, then you get Brady to take over. And then you now, have Brady for 20 years. I think, honestly, you got to look at Joe Burrow. If he wins the Super Bowl, is the new guy. You know what I'm saying? I, I'd, st- I'd still stick with Mahomes as the number one. The guy who's been to four straight and only won one? You can't give me you, that. You can't you've, tell Joe me that. Burrow. You've been to four straight. I'd, I'd say Mahomes has it. How many has Burrow went to? One straight. And how many? And he's in the Super Bowl already. And if he wins, he's one for one. And that's yeah, exactly well, well, what you're going to look at, like what Brady was. Well, for Mahomes at one point, he was – did he want to – no, he didn't win the Super Bowl. Yeah, he won his first Super Bowl he went to. So he was one for one. Yeah, but Joe he Burrow was one for he was one for two. Well, but you can see Yeah, Burrow is winning the games for this team. Mahomes is carried as well by oh my, superior weapons on the offense. Shush, oh my god, maybe. he's got the he's got the fastest wide receiver of all time on his team and a all time elite legendary tight end. That, that How can you that not doesn't, succeed in that offense? That doesn't mean he's a bad quarterback. Well, you're not saying he's a bad quarterback, but it's not saying he's not no. like elite. You can be elite and have good playmakers. An elite quarterback is going to want good players around him because everyone wants the, the best, best players in the world do the most with the least brady did it for years and look burrow's doing the exact same thing all of joe burrow's players are young too and none of them ever had anything to say for especially in the nfl until he came if they could have been healthy all of last year and maybe made the playoffs last year i'm not saying that would have happened but it could have and then you know, you make the – even if you don't make it, you still have better chemistry with all the players from last year, and you bring that over. We would have been talking about the Bengals potentially making a deep playoff run before the season started. But, you know, now it's happening, and people are still doubting the man who's the, got the most confidence out of any football player I've ever seen and has never want, lost anything in his whole life. If Mahomes got sacked 51 times, he wouldn't even sniff the AFC championship game. 
Burrow is doing the most with the least. And I'm telling you, he's the best quarterback when it comes to winning and getting the job done, which is exactly what Brady was. He wasn't the most talented, but my God, he won games, and that's why he's the best. So, so with Tom Brady gone, you're you you saying that Joe Burrow's the face of the league now? Joe Burrow, he's, he is, that is guy. already better than Allen, Herbert, getting there to Mahomes, all those guys because he wins games. When it comes down to it, he wins. I don't care about your stats. When you get down to it, who takes you to the Super Bowl? Who gets the win? Burrow's doing that with less talent around him, and I think that's why he's the best. I mean, Jimmy Joe G Burrow's... was getting it done for the whole playoffs too. No, yeah, but Jimmy, Jimmy G's G didn't not winning do them the games. Yeah, it's Jimmy Burrow G winning his team games. Did you see Facts. Burrow get out of those sacks yeah. against Kansas City to extend the play and keep his team going on I mean, third down? I mean, look, I know I'm two v one here, but I'll I'll always be on the side of the town around a quarterback doesn't define how good the quarterback is because they can't really help that. A good quarterback can have awful talent in a, around them, and a good quarterback can have great talent around them. It, it's just that's that that comes down to the team. If a team can't, it's kind of like you know Matthew Stafford. I think he's a good quarterback, and he never had talent around him. Did that mean he was even better what? than he was? Never no. had talent around him. My God. He okay, I get you. You love Calvin Johnson. Time. Calvin Johnson retired in like what 2011, 12. It's been a long time since we've had Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson is top five receiver all time dog. Yes, but it's top been seven. Probably. It's been almost seven years since we've had him in the league. And who is okay? Who, who, who has Stafford had since Calvin oh, Johnson? My God. He Joe Burrow's two best Stafford receivers the are in their first name. and second year. Yeah, and yeah. they were like number they were like number five overall picks. T. Higgins was a second round pick. Not T. Higgins, but Jamar Chase was number. I mean, Stafford's had what? Kenny Galladay for like a few years. He had Marvin Jones Jr. That's not saying the, crap, dude. The Lions had top 10 picks every year Stafford was there. Yeah, and they couldn't yeah. amass talent. And that's not Stafford's fault. Oh, it's my gosh. Okay. Stafford is not. He is not even in this conversation. I'm, he, no, was, no, no, no. he was. I'm not saying Stafford's you sound better like than Jameson Bur- right now. I'm not saying <laughs> Stafford's better than Burrow because I think Burrow's better than Stafford. But I'm saying I was using Stafford as an example. You can be a good quarterback with bad talent around you. Like I think we're, we're we've made that case clear. That's kind of how you are. With, like you're like, oh, bro, doesn't have a ton of talent on like the defensive side, and his and he's still leading his team to victories. I get that, but I think teams like like Mahomes, he's leading his team to victory, and they have good talent. But that's not Mahomes' fault. If you if you're a great quarterback and your team and your organization surrounds you with good talent, of course you're going to make the most of it and win games. You're not just going to, you know, like like that's what you're going to do. And if hey, you have bad talent around you, of course you're going to try to elevate your team and win games because the goal is always my, to win games. My argument is there's only two quarterbacks right in this year in the entire league that you could put on the Bengals for the whole season and get them to the same point where they are right now. One of them's Brady, the other one's Burrow. That's it. No other quarterback would put them in the situation they're in right now, and I have 100% put my life on that. If you win because the Heisman, they can't do it with better teams. If you win the Heisman National Championship and Super Bowl in the span of three years, you're a god. I'd yeah. I'd say so. Yeah, I mean, for I mean, are we thinking the Bengals are a dynasty? Like, are we thinking they're going to go to two of the next as four long, Super Bowls as Burrow's healthy? Yes. I don't, I don't buy it. I think the Bengals had a great year this year. I think there was a fantastic year. I think Joe Burrow is a really good quarterback, but the AFC is just so stacked. I can't see them doing it that often. I feel like the AFC is going to turn into the NFC where it's a new team every single year. 
that's fine. They were probably saying this about Brady in 03, and yet here we are retiring him after seven <laughs> rings and 22 years later. What's crazy is he's eligible yeah. for the Hall of Fame, I think, like this year, like since he retired. Like it's already been – he's already been like since he got drafted. I think the year limit's like 20 or something, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, where were we even at? We were on, we were on Brady retiring. <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> well – And yeah, yeah. I don't know. How about how about well, to, to a quarterback we kind of touched on, but is less so of Burrow. Jimmy Garoppolo likely has played his last snaps with the 49ers and is looking to probably be traded this offseason in replacement of or to be replaced by Trey Lance in San Francisco. And he said that he wants to go to a winning organization. Where do we think he's going to end up? I know the you know the Broncos are probably looking, the Steelers are looking. Um, the Buccaneers now, I guess, are technically looking, unless uh, Indy might be looking if they don't want Carson Wentz. The Panthers probably should be looking. Um, the Seahawks and the Packers are going to be in some big trade situations with Wilson and Rodgers kind of wanting to go start something new. Mm -hmm. uh, the Broncos are kind of in shambles as an organization right now because they're up for sale. Uh, but I don't know. Jimmy G, I was, I was watching – uh, either the Kansas-Iowa State game or the Auburn game yesterday on ESPN. And ESPN was kind of like putting these headlines out for him that were, that were kind of bad, saying like he was, you know, hating on the 49ers organization. But if you actually went and read the article they did on him, like, you mm -hmm. know, all of his quotes in there and stuff were fine and was like, yeah, we're doing things mutually. And the coaches were saying the same thing. Uh, is he – a winning quarterback, I would say. I mean, it's kind of like going back to what we were just talking about. He's not winning the team games. I think he's capable of being a guy like Kirk Cousins or something. But, you know, at the end of the day, he's not going to be like, I don't know, some guy that's going to take you to the Super Bowl year in, year out, and you have those aspirations. Yeah, I just – I don't know really, really know what team – you could say he's going to go to because there's just no telling. I mean, it's whoever really feels like they can take a gamble on Jimmy G and has enough hope for him for their organization. But uh, you'd hope – I really only see him succeeding in a team that's already built a, a decent base where he could uh, actually uh, have some help and, and win games But because he's not going to do it by himself. He's obviously not a stat guy. Uh, he needs a good defense and a couple of weapons around him. So I don't really know what you could say right now for where he's going to land, but. Uh, Hopefully he goes to a, a place that wants him and he'll, he'll do well. I mean, yeah, he's not really like, you know, he's not the guy that's going to go into a franchise and immediately turn them around. You know, no. he was successful with the Patriots for like that four game stint. He had to play when Brady was out. Um, I, mean, I think he went like four and or two and oh, cause he also, had to, he also started like Brissett in that situation a few years ago. And, but you know, that was already an established organization in the Patriots. And you go to the 49ers with Kyle Shanahan with one of the best defenses in the leagues, tons of stars on the defensive and offensive ends. And he's kind of just a facilitator and it gets him to a Super Bowl. It gets him to two AFC or NFC championship games in the span of three, four years. Um, and he did, he did great in that situation, but it's, you know, it's not enough. And, you know, the mistakes he made and in the playoffs this year, I mean, he kept Dallas in the game with that interception and they just couldn't get anything going in the second half. The, uh, I mean, arguably, you're most likely going to lose that game in, in Lambeau. And he – and the de well, the defense and special teams really got them that win. That was just a crazy game in the first place. And then he kind of lost it for him with the Rams because, you know, they were up 17-7. You keep scoring. You keep moving that play – the the play down the field, and you're getting that victory. And then he just couldn't make anything happen in the second half, kind of like the Cowboys games. And 
It allowed the Rams to come back and then had that awful interception at the end that sealed the deal for him and just couldn't leave that comeback drive. So he's not that upper echelon of a team to where, or a quarterback that's going to lead you to a Super Bowl. So they're looking to get rid of him and maybe hope that Trey Lance is that guy. Who knows? But I feel like wherever Jimmy G goes, he's not going to be as successful as he was with the 49ers. There's just not going to be a setup as good for him as the Niners. I mean, maybe the Steelers or maybe the Colts as the only teams that are like organizationally very steady. But if you're not going to a team that has a very stable organization that knows how to draft and knows how to build a team with a good head coach, I don't see him being successful anywhere else. I mean, if he goes to Carolina, I don't see him doing any better than Sam Darnold did. You know what team I'd like to see him go? But I mean, this team's not even on the list. But I think they could uh, probably do better with him than the guy they have now. Uh huh. Miami. I mean, yeah. Miami's going to do a bit right now. Who knows if they're even open for trading at the moment? <laughs> yeah, I just think that uh, I don't. I just still don't like Tua. I really don't. And I don't. He's injury I don't, prone. I don't think he's a long term answer either. But yeah. Well, and I mean, Jimmy that G's, team has a good de- defense too. Yeah, they do. Jimmy G's going to want to go somewhere where there's a big like public party scene. You know, I mean, because he's he's a liability off field. In all honesty, he really is. You think? Yeah, yeah, I think he could get himself. He seems like a decent guy. I mean, he's definitely a, a pretty boy, so he's definitely nah, gonna be out there partying. He can get him. He hangs around some people that hang around some people that could get him in trouble. Oh my goodness, I don't know. I think I. I wonder what Matthew. We had to ask Matthew what he would think if they had um, Jimmy Garoppolo for the Panthers. I mean, he's already posting enough stuff in our group chat about how Matt Rule is gonna leave to take he, over the Jim he, Harbaugh job when Jim Harbaugh comes in. He's the NFL. fine with recycling. Pete players and coaches through that place like a daggum filter dude as he's yeah the they go to the panthers full of hope and joy come out the other side dirty well the panthers they're they just all they do is sign b minus c plus quarterbacks it's i mean ever since ever since cam newton i mean sam darnold i'm surprised they haven't picked up teddy or uh, tyrod taylor because he just fits the bill for the panthers but he does you know teddy bridgewater sam darnold um they did have, at one point in time, he said he wanted Mitch Trubisky. That, that's, that that's, also yeah, fits, that fits the, the exact – that fits the whole category. That's the exact yeah. same kind of player, you know. Um, where I mean, do you think Mitch is going to go? Because he's still young and talented and has playoff experience. If I was him, yeah. I'd sit my butt right there on the bench in, in, de, or in Buffalo and just ride that nah. Josh Allen to a Super Bowl run. I think that's what he's he should do, too. He's too good to too. play. I mean, he's too good nah. to not play. I think Dude, a backup yeah, quarterback but there's is probably the... 40 or 45 quarterbacks who think that there's only 32 teams in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. but I'm saying Mitch could actually do well at a, at a team that, see, the uh, pro- this that is what teams do this all the time where you're like, Oh, we're in a rebuilding phase. Let's trade for a quarterback. That's just good enough to not get us a really good draft pick, but it's just, but it's just bad enough to keep us out of the playoffs. It's like, why do that? Just play yeah, back. Like, why get a good- draft? guy like Dak Prescott who's just never going to get you anything out we, of it we drafted him as a backup in the first place <laughs> and then we put I'm him in anyway. I just want but to see your blood boil <laughs> it's like the like what the Cardinals did with with Kyler Murray I think all teams should do Josh Rosen first overall or not first overall but like first round pick he's obviously not the guy you drop him because you get the first round you get the first overall pick the next year and even though you had just drafted a new quarterback you draft a new one because Josh Rosen wasn't the answer and you get Kyler and look at you you know, he, that's he was not in, always going to work. Though, it's dude. not, it's not always going to work, but you know, with Kyler, you get the MVP front runner for eight weeks of the season. And if Kyler ended up being awful, you get another quarterback. 
you keep trading and or keep getting one until you get one that's established or at least looks like they have somewhat promise. Josh Rosen had no promise when he came to the league. So I think it works. Yeah. But I think if you're a team like the Panthers and you're just going to keep getting these C plus quarterbacks, you're not going to ever go anywhere. Like it makes no sense to me why they do that. Like just, yeah. Hey, you, you know, you're in rebuild mode. Don't get a quarterback. That's going to hurt your chances at rebuilding. It's like, I, and I'm not, I'm not saying you should tank, but like, you know, give yourself an opportunity or tr- trade for a good quarterback or draft one, but don't, dr- don't trade for like Mitch Trubisky. And then you'd be like, ah, we're kind of okay with Mitch Trubisky this year. We'll draft a, a good defensive end in the first round and try to build our team around Mitch Trubisky. It's not going to work. I don't get it. I don't know. Well, I do know there are two absolute studs coming out next year in the draft and whoever, whatever teams get them are going to be liking their, their odds. Is it the two guys in Ohio state? No, no, Bryce Young and C.J. Uh-huh. Stroud. <laughs> I figured. Those guys are studs. Yeah. I, th- I thought you were going to go with the C.J. Stroud and Smith and Jigba dual package. Smith and oh, Jigba no, I mean, is going to go gonna hot. Be good too. Yeah, yeah, I thought you were going to say pull a Burrow, Jamar Chase, and just draft the, the, the college buddies, and, and you'll be fine and dandy. Honestly, that could work. I mean, it seems to be doing well right now. It worked for Burrow. Um, yeah. It hasn't worked for Tua and Waddle, but – or Hurts and Devontae Smith. Yeah, but, or Hurts and yeah. I mean, Waddle had a good season. I think he had a bunch of receptions. Devontae, Devontae Smith was Smith decent. Had, but... Yeah, relatively had a good season, especially for for the quarterback he has. He had a good yeah. season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had like 900 yards receiving, few touchdowns. I mean, you know, for being on the Eagles with Jalen Hurts as your quarterback, that's reputable. I mean, Wash- or also, Washington. Also, oh, oh, you go. I am. I am. Uh, like thinking Justin Jefferson's going to want to trade out of minnesota soon and he's gonna might want to reunite with the Bengals. with the bing oh my gosh Dude. that'd be crazy you get gritties yes. for days man every touchdown would be like a whole gritty how, how dirty would that be though you have freaking justin jefferson t higgins get rid of tyler boyd and jamar chase oh my god that'd be Dude. crazy tyler would be dynasty dynasty <laughs> you just need an o-line now draft an o-line get some dns and <laughs> there you go you'll be good but they oh, may as well man. change their name name and colors back to tigers because it'd just be shades of 2019 dog yeah maybe maybe that's the move you know you have the best college football team possibly assembled since that 01 miami hurricanes just get all of them on your team and you seem to be golden right yeah Yeah, i mean honestly right now they have uh i think they have four lsu players and four or five ohio state players so they're doing the right thing i'm surprised you're on a Bengals fan already chris well, I, I'm rooting for the Bengals. I have my Bengals hoodie, <laughs> and uh, I love they, – they got uh, Apple, Hubbard, Von Bell, and Eli Isaiah Apple. <laughs> and Joe Burrow. I still consider him partially. Yeah. Best quarterback in the league, according to you. Number one. He is. Watch yeah. out for him. All he right. is, dude. He's, in my opinion, number one in the league, too. I think he's top five. I'm still putting Mahomes as number one. Um, That's until- fine. Give us another year, and then you know. If he, if, he, if he beats him, if he beats him to the Super Bowl next year as well, fine. Burrow, Burrow yeah. will jump up my list. Right, I, right before we graduate, we can have the high ground. Yeah, I still say Mahomes <laughs> is the the guy to beat, the face of the league at the moment. But uh, his family's not the doing the one he already beat twice. The one he already beat. What do you mean twice? Well, I guess he did beat him twice. He beat him in the regular season. The regular season one, you can chalk up to a bunch of lucky goal line calls and, and some fortune. And, oh and, my gosh. At every point in every close game ever in history, you could say that doesn't mean that's also not true. <laughs> it's also very true. But Burrow's but, on top. 
both games, the Chiefs have been clapping the Bills, and then the second half adjustments just don't come. The Bing or the Bengals, not the Bills. Um, the Bengals have just been good second half adjustments. I don't I don't know why, but it's worked out all year for them. But I don't know. Well, yeah. yeah, we'll be able to see here soon. Well, we'll see if Joe Burrow is the first first quarterback ever to win a Heisman National Championship and a Super Bowl. We'll see. He would be the sure hope so, man. third quarterback to win a national championship and a Super Bowl. And guess what? They're all named Joe. They're all named Joe. That's that's Joe, a, Joe, Joe. Who is it? Joe Nadineth? Um, Joe Montana. 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 Yeah. That's wild. That's, all the greats. Yeah. Well, that's gonna do it for the show. Um Thanks for sticking on. Uh, hopefully we are, or well, not even hopefully, we're going to be back in the studio next week with the new setup. And uh, it's going to be awesome. Excited for you guys to see it. Excited to uh, record in that studio again and, and finally, you know, get video clips on the social media and all that fun stuff. Finally get back to our normal lives. But the Zoom's worked out pretty well, I'd say, for the last four weeks. Yeah, it hasn't right, been awful. Yeah. It kept us alive for the Super Bowl. And we're going to do our Super Bowl preview and game picks and all of that uh, next week in the studio. So stick around for that. Guys, if you are not, following us on our social media network follow us there at off the bench xlr um you can see game picks quotes from the show video clips and all that other fun stuff from these episodes so check us out there at off the bench xlr as well if you want to look forward to our past episodes or look forward to our future episodes where we do a super bowl preview or super bowl post game shows check us out on our podcasting network you can look up off the bench on all your major podcasting platforms including apple music spotify google podcasts and anywhere else you listen just look up off the bench and you can find our shows from all previous three seasons there so check us out and listen there and uh guys um remember to stay in the game and off the bench and have a good night